0: Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at all marketing school and your marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early-stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool dot click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon, so make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. My name is Fab, and I'm your teacher, as always. And I am back, and we are back for 2022, which means another year under the sun, the first ever cohort of Alt Marketing School starting in just a few weeks time. So if you want to hear more, I'd suggest you go to altmarketingschool.com slash certification. Just thought I'd put it in there. And also first interview of the year. And today we're talking to Kay Sapamas and we are going to take about getting out of your comfort zone. So I'm really excited to be able to chat about this because I feel it's a great way to start 2022. And Kay's story is actually one that I think resonates with a lot of people, really trying to find and understand her purpose and her legacy. And it's a very inspiring one. After the sudden loss of her father, Kay realized the potential of putting your well-being first. And she soon set out on a path to find meaning and purpose in her life through the things she enjoyed. By doing that, she founded Leafage a London-based terrarium brand that is driven by a single purpose to inspire inner growth by nurturing through nature. This is the fair foundation of the hands-on terrarium workshops, which we'll be talking about, DIY kits, and all other curated products, all dedicated to bringing the outside in. I'm super excited uh, to share this collection with you, to share this chat, and obviously to celebrate the beginning of the year in style. Once again, if you do want to hear more about our certification, please go to oldmarketingschoolcom slash certification to find out more about the curriculum and apply to join our first ever cohort. In the meantime, I'm so excited to be back here to be able to say, may today's class begin. well good day squirrel friends and good morning or whenever you want actually whenever you're listening it doesn't matter good day to you good day to kai as well hello hey fab how are you doing she doesn't know what she's into is she, <laughs> she <laughs> kind of does she kind of does i think she's just slowly realizing it's like this is the madness that i'm gonna go through right now i'm great see i'm excited i i'm, I'm pumped how are you doing
1: um, yeah, I'm really excited to speak to you today. I've been following you for a while. So thanks for having me.
0: Absolute pleasure. I'm really excited to chat about the ins and outs of Leafage, of course, but also just your journey, because I know that it's been it's been eventful. And I say this in the way that there's been so many things going on. And I know you've been going through so many things behind the scenes and obviously also publicly. And it's such a small business that has been growing so fast, at least from the outside, obviously. And so I think it's always fascinating to hear from yourself some of the lessons and some of the things that you've learned through that journey as well. Yeah. Before that, though, we gonna have, we're going to we're going to break the ice, figuratively speaking. So i got two questions, two quick questions for you just to break the ice. And um, the first one is actually one of my favorites because I kind of love to see what people come up with. And is what is the biggest piece of advice about either marketing or business that you disagree with and why? So biggest piece of advice about either marketing or business that you disagree with and why? Mm.
1: I, oh, God, this is tough. Are we able to pause this and, like, have
0: (laughs) more time to think? (laughs) Ten days later, they're back. I'm joking Um,
1: yeah okay I I have one thing maybe not disagree with completely but just you know when people are like fail fast fail now so you can learn but then I think I read a book and it just says like you don't need to fail to learn and I, I just think that's so clever you know how can we make Better decision, so we don't fail. (laughs) I mean, obviously, when you start a business, you don't start a business to fail, right? You wanna you wanna keep it going. So, yeah, uh, I I would just say if something doesn't work, then maybe not failing, but it's it's a lesson that you learn from it. But yeah, I think fail fast, fail now. But yeah, for me, it's just like, do we need to fail though? (laughs) Can we skip the failing and just like take the lessons? (laughs)
0: you know what I goes back to what I see what you mentioned is like what I consider a blank statement that sometimes you hear Mm -hmm. and as you say it's like sometimes yes you know you want to try something and the idea I mean if you read it as try something see how it works and learn from it yes okay I can get that but as you say Sometimes you just try and it works and you were confident it was going to work and it does. And that is also okay. So I agree with you when, when things become blanket statements, then you feel that's the way to do it. And it's almost like a glorification of whatever that might be. And I agree. One of my favorite ones, which again, I would love to hear your opinion on, because I don't know if you have any opinions on It's more on the marketing perspective, but is the build it and they will come. I find that it's interesting, but again, it's almost like a blanket statement again. is like, you just have to build something awesome. If you have a great idea, people will flock a- around. And I'm like, well, execution is as important. So I find that sometimes the blanket statements put us in a bit of a, or not, in a bit of a hole, and then it's hard for us to kind of get out of it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have another question for you. And this one is... Okay, let, let's set the scene. Let's say you have all the, all the resources in the world. You have full backing already. And tomorrow you could start a new business. What would that business be? Or an offshoot or leafage if you want. I'm going to give it that as well. Maybe like something different or something that you always wanted to build. What would that be? the business that
1: i want to build if it's not leafage it will still be something to do with nature and bringing people together i think my um my life goal is to to kind of make an impact to everyone that i meet like just give them a little bit of happiness you know one person at a time so that's my life goal and i will always incorporate nature because i feel like um the power of nature is is classic is stylish is never go out of date but yeah, in terms of what it is, I've always really admired the do lectures where they um, they bring, you know, people with growth mindset together and they, they have this um, amazing gathering in Wales and you kind of, have a workshop and you exchange ideas and I really really love you know to do lectures and do books so I definitely would love to create something similar it's kind of bringing people together in nature to do something interesting and something inspiring that you can it will spark an idea for you to then do something else and create like you know businesses that will leave a better impact
0: on people's life. I love that it's almost like Kai's version of um, Richard Branson, sort of like Virgin Retreat, right? We're gonna yeah. Go. yeah. But in a nice yeah, little pod, like you know, that. like with yeah. lots of plants around us and kind of that vibe. Yeah, definitely. Sign me up. I mean, <laughs> when, it, when it's ready, just let me know. I'm, I'm there for it. And I love what you said as well. And I think, obviously, again, with all marketing school, just for context, we all we want to bring to especially for marketers but I guess in general when it comes to business is just that reminder that you know we can make a positive impact and when we think about customers first but also when we think about how can we showcase our values and our purpose first you know we make the world a better place and at the end of the day I think it's about time that we, that we do that a bit more and I love that that's one of one of the pillars and one of the things that you are very vocal about and also that leaflet is eh, or leaflet leaflet I put an L in there is really vocal about too, and I think that's that's really important. I know that there's a big B two B side to the brand, so I'm going to ask you how how have you seen, and how have you actually, how did you envision Leafage make an impact when it comes to that side of things? You know, going into B two B and actually encouraging corporates, encouraging people to actually, you know, almost like become children again and play again and try new things and connect with nature. And then how did it actually work? So what was the vision? And then what was the result? So great question. I didn't think we
1: were, our products was for corporate clients when I first started. Because it's it's really um, the whole goal about leafage is to, to kind of, you know, encourage people to reconnect with themselves, to reconnect with nature. So it doesn't really matter, you know, where they are. But obviously um, it seems like, most people at work uh, experience burnout like and they need to take some time off so the message that we promote through our product and services like through this fun creative terrarium workshops kind of goes with what they're looking for so um, the vision was never there because I was just like I just want to create something that makes me feel good and I hope that this I can share what I'm experiencing to other people and yeah it seems like it answers other people's need and want as well so that's how we kind of got to work with corporate clients but it's through word of mouth again like one of the one of the customer came to our to our workshop weekend workshop really loved it then went to tell her boyfriend who works at Facebook so that was our first team building activity i didn't even know what a team building activity was back then so i was so you know naive and completely like clueless um but yeah i mean it's promoting i mean creating a product and services at the right time at the right place so that's how we got to work with corporate clients like google senders dropbox like all these companies
0: it almost feels like, in a way, the, the opportunity presented itself and you said, I'll figure it out as I go along in a good way. But that's kind of and I think sometimes is the beauty of it. As you say, there is an element of naivety sometimes if you genuinely have never done it before. But also sometimes there is an approach that is a lot less biased and you actually are a bit more willing to play and try because you're not following you know, that's what a team building activity is supposed to be. You know, you think, okay, are we actually going to do what we know what we do best and then see how people interact with that and, you know, and then kind of build it from there. So sometimes really figuring out as you go along can actually be a nice way to get out of your comfort zone a bit. Have you seen what would be, because I know that now you do do obviously offer a lot more. So is it one result, one instance, maybe like some feedback or comment from somebody that really stood out? When it comes to these these type of event uh, activities that you actually offer
1: yeah a lot of our a lot of our customers would say oh it's really really nice to to get the team together i mean especially with the lockdown you know some of the companies they onboard new team members and they haven't they can't meet in real life you know how can you create a space an opportunity for new team members and you know just team members to kind of like meet and interact And just not having this like awkward moment of like, oh, I don't know what to say to this person. I haven't met them, you know. So I think that's that's when leafage experience come in to help. And just we create like a fun and safe um, environment for people to kind of be creative, learn something new, but also engage with other people at the same time. And how it works is really easy. So, you know, you just kind of get the kit. It arrives at your doorstep. You just go online, you know, get excited, go online. And then you meet everyone and then you learn to make a terrarium and then you take that home. Well, I mean, you're at home anyway. Most of you are at home. So um, you just have a nice uh, terrarium in the background after attending the class and obviously get to know your team members as well. So, yeah.
0: And then the extra bonus of then being able to use the terrarium as your Zoom background from now on and be like, you know, we like flag. <laughs> you, know, have you got a leaf. Have we got a leafage flag on your terrariums If you have them around the house, you should. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll consider
1: that because
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cute. And you know what? I actually kind of was getting me, me got me thinking about obviously the career journeys that we have and like the, the little milestones and moments. And I wanted to ask you: Is there one milestone or one achievement or even like, challenges? If not throughout the LIFA journey that made you feel really like you stepped out of your comfort zone?
1: I love this question. I love the questions that make us pause and reflect. So yes, one big thing for us, I definitely think the rebrand, basically the lockdown happened in March, 2019, our sales have gone down to zero, like zero because, you know, because of the lockdown and pandemic, and I was just like, oh, what What are we going to do? I mean, at first I thought it was quite, oh, yeah, good. It, it's good to take the time off. But then I didn't think we were going to come up with, with a product, but a corporate client, a new client just approached us and was just like, hey, are you doing any virtual workshops? And we were like, no. Um, So we launched the product um, requested by a client in two weeks' time. And then I was just thinking, how can we come back even stronger through the pandemic? It's been in the pipeline anyway to kind of redo, you know, the whole like branding, uh, the website and everything. And I really wanted to come back stronger and also attract you know, dream customers like all the cool startups or the, you know, top companies uh, that I love. So I wanted to create um, a new website that really like speaks about, sh- I mean, show our personality and attract like millennial wellbeing. That is not a woo-woo thing. It, you know, millenn- millennial well-being can be like a fun thing to do and it should be something that you want to get into and not just a bit like oh I don't really know about this it's a bit too like woo-woo for me so I feel like the rebrand during the pandemic kind of really answer that and I'm sure you can kind of tell from like the website it's a lot of energy it's back to fun and like we kind of want to get people on board just be like hey we're doing this thing like come join us kind of thing.
0: Question because I love the branding and and I'm a good spotter for branding, and if I say so myself. And a question with a thought. So, we, when we thought about marketing school, and that's what I see you've done, and so I want to hear if I'm, I'm wrong, we took what is usually marketing. So, if you go to any other marketing course or certification, you got let me see if Kai also can, can envision this, but everybody else as well. The, the same kind of like chunky poppins font, like in black. You've got the really cool, hyper like, kind of almost cute illustrations that have got like that uh, modern feel with people on their laptops. And as I saw that, we're different. So what I decided, I went all the way to block colors from the 70s, because I'm a big fan of the 70s. I got with vintage photos and statues. And I just want it and then obviously even the fonts reflect a bit of that kind of fun 70s sort of like old school style and I was like I want to just as you touched briefly I want to take something that people expect to see when it comes to the topics that you're thinking about and flip it on its head just to say yeah we're trying to cater to our people and we appreciate our people might be a bit different and we want that to reflect into the tone of voice so Again, first of all, that's how I also see leafage process. She's nodding already, so that's a good start. But I also wanted to hear how the process was for you. I did it all myself, so there was no any external help. But obviously, you know, the branding can be a big project. So what were some of the things that you worked on or some of the ways that helped you really get in there with the essence of leafage? So I worked
1: with my best friend from uni, actually Hannah Strickland, and um, she had some. She was doing some freelance work, but her background is in branding agency. So we did the brand strategy first, and that's when we did, you know, uh, lots of workshops of really sitting down, asking questions of, you know, who Leafage is, why do we exist, what's our, you know, superpower what do we look like when we just walk into a bar after we've had like five drinks? What do we act? You know, what's our personality like? How do we treat our team members and our customers? So all of that stuff, all of the, nitty gritty stuff we did that first and then we the second part of the project was the, the brand identity so then we use what we worked on um from the brand strategy part and we also include other you know leafage team members and we made it anonymous so whatever answers they submitted i didn't know who said said it you know but it was really really nice to kind of gather feedback from the team members because the brand is what other people say about you not what you say about your your own brand so um that was really interesting to do the brand strategy and then the brand identity is yeah I wanted to make sure that we still have the the color of the green but not like really not like the the really dark green just a bit more fun and we wanted we wanted it to pop so then you know my friend Hannah recommended like oh we should add a purple because it's really different you know not many people use purple when they work with nature and green and I was like yes so yeah I, I definitely was very lucky to work with Hannah and I know that to come back stronger I couldn't do it myself even though my background is in, it's in graphic design and e-commerce and you know all this stuff um, and yeah so that was a process working with Hannah with um, an agency background.
0: And I have another question because you gave me more more intel, obviously, about you did have a background anyway in obviously web design and also the, the understanding. So you have an eye. And I find that for a lot of, I mean, hopefully like different founders have different skills, but we tend to overlap with some skills with other people. And then there has to be an element of trust sometimes to actually let go of things and try not to do it all ourselves, which she's now laughing because we are probably like the best people at doing that, aren't we? And so that's why I wanted to ask you, when it came to the process of branding, was it I guess you said like it was easy to actually work with Anna. It's also because it was easy for you to trust her and let her do her thing. And do you find that that reflects with the other areas of the business or you find that that was easy because it was Hannah, but you're still struggling to actually let go of some other things?
1: It was easy because it was Hannah and she's like my close, my best friend, right? So she knows she's worked on our first photo shoot. So it's, I think the main thing is choosing the right person like the right people to do certain things and um I was definitely ready to let go what I thought I knew to kind of you know if you want something new you can't keep doing the same thing right so Hannah really answered that project and really over delivered and like thought about everything from yeah brand strategy brand identity the photo shoot the hand you know the purple hand painting she like drew loads of like hand posture taking photos I and mean, everything was just the whole project was like so full-on and I love I loved it um I definitely let go of everything and Hannah planned everything so all the all the credit to her and that applies to other areas in the business as well so I'm really big into choosing the right person to do the job and let them get on with it. So, yeah, I, I think the main thing is choosing the right person. If they, if they have the same energy, the same vision and the way that they work, then I'm sure they'll figure out, you know, whatever they're working on.
0: Is that one question or one thing that you like to ask, in order to know if that, if that is the right person, especially when it comes to team members? Because obviously then they become part of the family, as I say, of the community so i think it's it can be easy but it can be hard at the same time to kind of to understand what matters the most obviously skills are great but i think there is also a lot about culture and beliefs and values that have to be shared
1: yeah so in the interviews i normally ask what is there what are their weaknesses or well, strength and weaknesses and life aspiration, <laughs> which is probably like not the, you know, not the most like common, or well, maybe some companies ask that, but I just kind of want to know how they would articulate and how they view themselves. Cause I think self-awareness is really great if they say, if they know the weakness and they share it and they own it, you know, that's not really a weakness. But if they just, you know, if they say I don't have any weaknesses, then you kind of question is that is that true because everyone's got weaknesses and
0: insecurities right I would ask are they human that's what I would ask it's like are you sure you're human (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Uh, and you know what I'm gonna say something and I'm probably I'm gonna get some I'm gonna get some shade for it from from some people but I want to say also it's okay to say because actually that's actually a relatively common question about weak strengths and weaknesses and I read it somewhere, so it's not even me, but it stuck with me. Somebody was saying, "Please try not to uh, turn your weaknesses into a strength." Almost, you know, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm really stubborn, but that means that I can." He's like, I "Accept that, you know." And obviously, every even the weaknesses have a positive in them. But I remember, that, I don't remember which book it was, but it was from an old book that I read when I was job hunting at the time. So we go way back when. And remember, I was like, "Oh, I was like." you know strengths are great weaknesses are great own it in a way that you're actually honest about knowing your shortcomings instead of trying to make everything into a positive so that really stuck with me because I find sometimes again it makes you as you said it makes you feel more human it shows that you have some insecurities and you know that you're working through some things because you're a human being you're multifaceted aren't you
1: yeah definitely you know sometimes when I'm at a party or like people watching i always think smiley people i want to ask them what is your biggest fear like you know (laughs) which is really deep but sometimes you just think oh behind like smiley faces do you have any fear and like insecurity because i really want to know
0: (laughs) i would love it to see good in that in a cafe just like standing up like getting in the middle of hackney or something in london be like hi biggest fear and you know what the beauty of this is that sometimes like The deepest and simplest questions are the ones that get us to like turn around and actually reflect again, a bit like you said about our journey as well. So you know what? What is your deepest fear, Kai? Oh. Oh well. (laughs) Great comeback.
1: Great comeback, Fab. Mm, What's my biggest fear? My biggest fear is to not live up to my fullest potential. So yeah, I feel like whatever I do today, it's like, if it fails, if everything turns to shit, at least I still, I've done what I want it to do. You know, I mean, there's still things I want it to do, but one step at a time. But yeah, it's not living up to my full potential. I really want to know your biggest fear.
0: What's, what's your fear? Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit convoluted, so I'm going to give you the honest one, which is not like, too pretty to to get lost into my mental um, struggles put it this way it's really hard to explain but basically mental health issues for a very long time for most of my life and it's something that I've been working through and I will work through for the rest of my life I understand that and you know I'm afraid of getting back to a really bad place I know that I won't you know it's kind of like you have that knowledge but also there's always a fear. we like, what, what if you spiral back down in a really, really bad way? You know, that was a really dark place for me. So that I think, that and death, but death I, I'm, I'm accepting and I think is actually coming to age. Humans, we need to start facing the idea of death because it could happen at any time. And that's one of the hardest conversations to have with anyone. Um, but that again, that I understand even more. Whereas my brain, sometimes, still working for it. So that will probably be my biggest fear, you know, having to face my mental struggles in a way that I cannot overcome them or understand them anymore.
1: Wow. I had no idea you had that. So that's why, like, this is what I mean. You know, you're so smiley, but everyone's got the struggle, like, behind the scene and, you know, things that they've overcome. So.
0: And you know what? I was saying to somebody today as well for another podcast, So, but we sure... Even when we seem things that we show a lot about ourselves or we talk a lot about ourselves, maybe we're literally showing just 20 percent, even if it looks like a lot, because everybody's perception of what they're willing to share and not is so different. And I think it's something that I really want to do and normalize conversations around business, also around whether it's insecurities, whether it's mental health, because, you know, I have had my mental health struggles and a lot for a long time but I still managed to run two businesses and I still managed to show up every day maybe also on Sundays sometimes I shouldn't so you know what I mean but it took me time and I think that if you are afraid that you cannot do it because of any reason then obviously you're never gonna try and so I understand that sometimes you know we see what we want to see because you know we still see a a showreel what's going on a lot of the time isn't it
1: yeah yeah for
0: sure if people are so excited right now that they want to get all the trainings in the world and, and, <laughs> and get them all in their house, where should they go? First and foremost, thank you so much, Kay, again, for joining us, for spreading the love and for sharing all of the wisdom and part of your journey, which is yet only the beginning. So it's very exciting to see how much more will flourish. But remind us again where we can uh, stalk a bit of leafage in our life.
1: First off, thanks so much for having me, Fab. Um, and yeah, if people wanted to get terrariums and um, DIY kits, they can head over to our website. It's weareleafage.com. And we are also on LinkedIn and Instagram. So at weareleafage.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmorketinschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.